to You Are the Host, a podcast where you are the host. And by you, I mean Dalton, my first returning guest. What's going on, man? What's up, man? It's good to be back. That's good to hear. Uh, we did lose like a little section of our last podcast, but I ended up uh, putting a little edit in there. So it's nice That's to... all right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I I liked what we came up with in that. It was really, I was uh, really impressed with like the fact that uh, we were able to vibe so well on the topics that we talked about. Yeah, surprisingly enough, I found that even people I shouldn't vibe with, I still vibe with in this setting, and I don't know why. Yeah, it's a, it's a really chill vibe. I like it a lot. Yeah, I mean, you are just uh, practicing talking to people essentially. So. Yeah. <laughs> um. I had to get your opinion on something. Have you ever heard about... Uh, are you deep in conspiracies or no? Um, I like them. Uh, I'm not, like, like a firm believer in everything I hear, but, you know, like, I like to I like to challenge conspiracy theor- theories even. Well, so, when, I, when, I say, when I say deep in, I don't mean, like, you believe in them. No, like, I, myself, I'm deep right. in conspiracies, but I just... I love to research and hear about them. I don't actually believe in, like, almost any of them. <laughs> Okay, because there is someone in life I would say I met that would be deep in, and she like believed that Dollar General is connected by a series of tunnels that are like a system of gi- so that like giants can like walk underground and like control all the things in the earth that be because like they are they are actual overlords, but it's like specifically Dollar General because of how many there are popping up all over the place. Yeah, that, that's wacky. I've never, I've never heard anybody talk about that before. That's crazy. Yeah, she would like. I'd go work with her, and she'd say shit like that to me all the time. So, like, I'm all about this man. Like, bring it on. Yeah, that's that's really. Wack. I'm gonna have to look into that one myself because it's kind of that reminds me of the mattress firm one. Have you heard about that? No. Mattress firms are like a front for a cartel or drug money, one of the two, and like it's because there's so many mattress firms within like one block that there's no way that, that many mattresses are needed so they're just like fronting them to launder money well yeah think about it like wh- you could store so much stuff in a mattress yeah yeah no, that's crazy and like nope <laughs> how often do you fucking buy a mattress there's no way they need that many mattress stores you could probably even like transport a whole ass person over the border with a mattress you just get you're in the mattress factory getting sewing people into mattresses yeah, basically, and then like they have like an air tank. That's how that's how they're sneaking. That's how they're sneaking Mexicans over the border, <laughs> or something like. <laughs> for all we know, it's the Canadians too, man. <laughs> Canadians. I don't think Canadians want to sneak into America. I'm we usually that. hear the opposite maybe, thing. <laughs> maybe like maybe like the ones that are like in a trailer park and stuff. They're like, "Hey, how can we get in the states?" Eh? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, anyways the conspiracy i want to talk to you about and i i talked about this on our podcast that i deleted like i said but uh it's the that uh basically the the catch like the title for the conspiracy theory that you see everywhere isn't doesn't actually describe what it is but it's basically like forests are fake forests are fake <laughs> yeah that's but that's like the the clickbait title for what it is because what it actually means is that the forests that we have today aren't like aren't what forests are supposed to be, but because humankind is here, the forests have, like, degraded, so the trees used to be a lot bigger. No. Yeah, so, um... I mean, yes, but, like, no. Like, that. that's just, like, that's... Where is, like... 
that's just what happens. Like, well, they say the trees used to be really big, and like uh, the Devil's, what is it called Devil's Mountain or something or whatever? I just posted a picture to it so you can look at it. But like, that's supposed to be a tree stump from what the forest used to look like. Well, right, yeah, that was at one time a prehistoric tree, and like, yeah, but like, you have to think about what the atmosphere was like before the meteor hit. You know, like everything was different than the than the whole world cooled, and then like the humidity changed everything. So therefore, the like vegetation, which would be like plant life, like trees, would shrink, like to to match like its atmosphere. So that's so that's the reason why that happened. It's that's not like that a scientific fake. answer. That's <laughs> a scientific not that they're answer. fake. <laughs> you have to you have to put yourself into the people who believe this. You have to put yourself into their mindset. And so it's like, well, I just well, I just what, basically disproved it with science. Well, exactly, but they, they'll say they'll say that that's not true. And all, a lot of the people who believe this also believe that like space is fake and the flat Earth thing and that like we are the center of the universe created by God and we live in a firmament. So like, yeah, <laughs> all of that combines like into this theory as well. We're basically a sandbox game for God. Yes. Uh, what people believe. <laughs> they believe, they believe that uh, God created earth as the center of the universe. So everything revolves around us. <laughs> and we're, we're on a flat plane that is the center of the universe. Well, a lot of theology, like a lot of religions believe that too. So it's not like an entirely far-fetched idea, but at the same time, it is entirely ludicrous to me because it's like there is the, <laughs> like when you actually find out how vast the universe is and like how like tiny we are compared to the size of the actual universe, it's like we're like a speck in like this massive container basically i don't even know if it's a container i don't even know if it stops like that's the thing well they don't even know that would be if you believe scientists and what they're saying but scientists are all uh paid off by the world's governments to keep people controlled so oh i suppose so i'm just basically a sheep is what they would tell me (laughs) uh yeah so uh we're gonna end this podcast now because i won't talk to a sheep on my pocket (laughs) Uh, all right it's been fun. Yeah, what a good recording. <laughs> we we've established Dalton is a sheep that believes everything he's told other other than conspiracies apparently. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can blindly follow somebody who is preaching a conspiracy theory. If you blindly follow them, then you're like uh you're What's the I don't even know what the word they use for it is, but you're not a sheep. But if you like blindly follow something that our government says, then you're a sheep. But they're like kind of the s- same thing. Like neither of those really, situations, the person's doing their own thinking. So yeah, free thought is where it's at. Like your own thoughts. Like think for yourself. And then like that's how we all like. I feel like if everybody just started to be more authentic, we'd have like a way better society instead of trying to like be something for everybody all the time. Yeah, dude, we should put that on a shirt, what you just said. We should put that on a shirt and sell it as merch. Free thought, what did you say? (laughs) Free thought is where it's at. (laughs) Yeah, we'll we'll have to just, like, listen to it back, because honestly, I don't know, that was, like, from the heart. I think he said free thought thought is where it's at. We're going to put that on a shirt and sell it as merch. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, from the heart. Let's let's market it. Let's sell it. (laughs) I love it. Let's do it. So uh, down in the show notes, please click for uh, merch, brand new merch. (laughs) Yep. In the store now. In the store. (laughs) Uh, 
so on, on a note of uh, merch and stuff, I have uh, been watching this anime called JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I finished all the oh, way through it. Yeah, I've watched that. And there, there's a new season coming out in October, I think it is. And I'm, like, insanely hyped up for it. Like, and I've, like, been buying, like, shirts and stuff. And honestly, it seems like more and more people these days are getting into it. So would you classify yourself as a weeb? I wouldn't say a weeb, but I'm definitely, like, into it. Like, I wouldn't say, like, <laughs> I wouldn't say, like, I'm, I'm like, going around, like, saying this is my favorite thing or something. But it's, like, it's definitely something I'm into. Oh, don't lie. Say don't I lie. Have, you have a, you have a body have... pillow coming from Amazon with a waifu on it. Oh, you know it. It's actually uh, a Dio body pillow. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what if you could Anyone buy who What if Slipknot started know. selling body pillows? That'd be sick. I, I'd you could get sleep with Corey Taylor. It's fucked up new mask. No, I'd get I'd get Jim. Jim's oh, the best yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> Fuck. I hope he listens to this. Like I saw, I hope he somehow like comes across this and hears me say that now. Like I talk about like some anime and then like having a body pillow over me. Wouldn't that be dope? If, <laughs> wouldn't that be dope if like it was like the fourth listener of this podcast? <laughs> no, there's already been more. I just send, impossible. <laughs> I just send it to him and he listens to it. That'd be hilarious. Wait, you should try it out. And see what happens. <laughs> All right, I'll put you through it. I'll do it. <laughs> I heard you guys were homies. You guys go way back. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that, but I mean, actually, you know, I was thirteen when I first started listening to Slipknot, so I guess if you could count that, I count that. I don't know a lot of the like artists from back then. I'd be like, I'd count them as like my homies. Got me through a lot of stuff, you know. Yeah, exactly. Like I don't know if I like at that time I was like like going through so much and like Slipknot like I was like listening it's funny like my I was like listening to Backstreet Boys and like like Shakira and stuff like that and then like I was just like all by force like it's all my parents would let me listen to and then like I snuck out and like got like I think it was Iowa yeah that makes sense and then time probably and, and then yeah like it like it was actually I got it from like my stepsister at the time and she like let me listen to Gorillas and um, Slipknot for like that was the first like outside of like pop music <laughs> like that I was li- allowed to listen. to. My dad listened to Metallica a lot. I kind of thought they were lame, to be honest with you. Yeah, me too. Like and, and same. I'm like say your prayers, like a word. <laughs> right, like, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like, come on, man. Like yeah, I don't know about any of that. <laughs> Although my dad did show me uh, Pantera and Melvins, which uh, both I think are really good. So yeah, I would say like it went from like Slipknot to like Chevelle. Chevelle was like my big like I don't know I wanted to be in Chevelle and <laughs> yeah, Chevelle, Chevelle's really good I feel like, like they're a little underrated actually for the time like for like that early 2000s time they were not underrated they were very like popular but then like as like 2005 hit they just kind of like started to taper off in popularity because like honestly they kept changing their sound too much like, if they would have just stuck with, like, their original sound, I feel like they would still be, like, popular today, but not, like... They're, they're still, like, 
the alt metal kind of like yeah or not alt metal the alt rock it's alt more rock. alt rock yeah they're, they're they're more of like the alt rock band that everybody thinks of as like the goat but yeah they're they're fucking good i don't know i liked all their music too even in their changes so they Same. were one of the first bands like along with like slipknot and all them to just like dropped it all the way down to b and a sharp like that was they were one of the first people to try to do something like that yeah yeah I don't know that I I was really inspired by listening to uh fucking Senses Fail. That's what their band name is. <laughs> I can't even remember any songs about them, but I know I've heard of them. Yeah, I was really inspired by them back in the day. Senses Fail, man. Uh top 10 favorite emo songs from the 2008 or later. Go. 2008 <laughs> or later. Okay, so let's see. Emo songs? 2008. You know, that, so whole, that whole emo rock, get, get, emo metal. Is Bullet, is Bullet for My Valentine? Yeah, yeah. that's before? all about in there. No, they, okay, they were so. around before 2008, but they were really popular in that year. So Hearts Burst Into Fire is like my, like yeah. we're going from the bottom up. We're going up from, from the bottom up. Hearts Burst Into Fire. I don't know if you count My Chemical Romance, but like the Black Parade. <laughs> I mean, come on. Is there any <laughs> band that's more emo? Like, <laughs> No, I don't think there is really. Like they, not they anymore, were like the not anymore, but those days. Um, let's see. Um, I'll go from there to Boxcar Racer. Oh shit! I cannot remember. I oh, cannot out, remember dude. the name of the song. I can't remember the name of the song though. I'm gonna look it up right now. Okay. Boxcar racer. Uh, shoot, my phone's being slow. I haven't. I haven't heard that name in a while. I haven't even thought about them for quite a while, actually. There is. The song is called There Is. <laughs> I think I know what you're talking I think I know what song that is, yeah. If, if, if you could somehow, like, when you're editing this, like, play a little bit of it. Uh, just, like, the, the little drum part, like, everyone will know what it is. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll, actually, I'll actually do that right now. We don't need editing. Just wait to hold on to your next uh, thought, and I'll play that right now. So so I've got three so far. You said t- seven, right? <laughs> yeah. What? You don't have to do all ten, but I feel like it's be fun. Hold on, I'm playing the There Is. Yeah, I recognized it right away. <laughs> okay, that's all we need to play. We already know. <laughs> okay. Um. So then it goes to like Kill Switch Engage. Oh um, yeah, I actually didn't think about Kill Switch Engage. Arms of Sorrow. A lot of them. Okay. Arms of Sorrow. Like that's that's my number six thing. Um, Kill Switch Engage had a lot of ups and downs when they were switching vocalists and shit. So. I'd have to say Bullet for My Valentine again, and I'd have to go with, like, Screen Aim Fire. Oh, and yeah. And then, um... Used to practice my a day, to, a day to Remember. A Day to Remember. Um, what is the name? What is the name? No, I'm thinking of... <laughs> La 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 la! Wow, la, we la, just la, summed la. up all their music, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> literally in one second, we like every song. <laughs> oh. <laughs> now everybody sing it. Anyways, um, that song, um, 
all American rejects. Um, uh, so many gives you hell. Oh, okay. Gives, gives you, you hell. hell. <laughs> um, Good choice. I'm gonna go with because we're 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 hitting like peak stuff now. I'm gonna go with Green Day. Wake me up with when September ends. So that's my number three. Okay. Like, and then I would have chose a different song by Green Day to be honest. But I mean, it's your personal list. <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like that's like the most emo. One. Yeah, like, but I mean, it's, it all depends on how it all depends on how you feel while you're listening to it. <laughs> I suppose. I suppose. Um, to be honest with you, I would go with Slipknot for a million for my second one because that one is a pretty is, emo song. That song is super emo. <laughs> but. My my number one emo song is the anthem by Good Charlotte. Oh, interesting, interesting wrap up there. I yeah, would, if I you could play put, a little I bit of that put, one, I went to put Good Charlotte. If you could play in, a little bit of that one too, <laughs> that one would. I feel like people I would recognize. Listened that. to that album so many times. When on like on the bus on the way to school, I had that album on like repeat. <laughs> oh yeah. Like that, that I, I just remember thinking, like, fuck you, mom. Yeah. <laughs> I'm over this cool. Or, like, screw you, dad. I still know every word to that entire album. Like, I could just sing it. Like, I don't need the, even the music in the background. Good Charlotte, yeah. They're, what a weird chain of events with that band. Well, that was exciting. Yeah, man, that that's I didn't expect back to, to go through a list of my most. I didn't realize what how much emo was in my heart. But if we went, I'm gonna go through that list again and then just like be like make a playlist of my emo top ten. Yeah, right. I really wish I wrote. The, I wish I wrote those down. My list, I wish is, I my list is so so much different than yours, but it, it, my list includes a lot of a uh, escape to fate. <laughs> I suppose, yeah. Like yeah. my sister listened to that, and I hated it. Like I oh, basically like, for, I was forced to listen to it, so it wasn't like the same vibe for me. Reverse this curse, oh, emo as it gets right there. Or like Re- <laughs> Reliant K. Reliant K. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> I forgot about Reliant K. Anyways, what do you have? Uh, how do you have for us today? Here, we'll do a hard, hard uh, segue cut. Here, we won't even have a segue. So, so my question for you is: What do you think about the Olympics? The special ones, or no? <laughs> All of the Olympics, really, because I'm find um, I'm finding out like my thoughts about it is that I'm finding out that there's basically a lot of economic impact not only that but like cultural impact that happens with like these countries trying to like host the games that at like their their whatever major city and then like the major city just like gets like all this funding and then like all this crazy stuff and then basically what happens is people go to the games and all the tourism happens and then like a lot of money is made and then the city that had the games afterwards starts to decline over time because 
they put too much effort and money into the economic efforts of uh, hosting the, the Olympic Games that they didn't think about the contingency of <laughs> what their city would have to uphold afterwards. And like the city actually kind of plummets. So um, what do you think about that, knowing all of that? I didn't have an opinion before because I actually don't follow or know anything about them. But you telling me that, like, eh, I don't know. Uh... I don't know what my opinion is. I can't really base an opinion off of just knowing that right now. Like, I'd have to know even more. But, well, I'll tell you what it does remind me of. Uh, have you ever watched the show Kitchen Nightmares before? Yes. And that's with uh, Gordon Ramsay, you know? And uh, what happens in that show is that they go in and they have a shitty restaurant or whatever. And the, the show, obviously, because it's TV, they make it look worse than it actually is. But regardless, it's still a shitty restaurant. Um, and Gordon Ramsay helps rebuild it. He simplifies the menu. You know, he makes it more up to standard everything's clean and then uh that company or that that restaurant does really well for like a month because of the show but then after that the locals don't like the restaurant anymore so the business actually dies and i think it's like 98 percent of the businesses that he's restored have all failed after he after he was there. no kidding and so like no basically kidding. the locals liked kind of that like it was their local place it was a dive it was a you know they didn't have it wasn't like a nice place, but it was like their local place that they liked. And then when it got changed, it wasn't that place that they liked anymore. So the locals didn't want to go it there. It got gentrified. It basically got gentrified. Like that's the thing. The problem with the like even the Olympic Games and that, like both things, is gentrification. Because when you over like when you make something nicer than it is or ever could have been, essentially like the the society like after like it's brand new doesn't really care as much about it and like the cost of the gentrification (laughs) kind of like doesn't weigh out after over time so it's kind of like improving things to like this like maximum standard is sometimes actually like economically like not even like smart or feasible yeah well and for like the kitchen nightmares example like i gave like a really good solution to that would just be cleaning up some stuff and and organizing the menu a little bit but also keeping some of those local favorites you know um but i don't i can't well, like, correl- i can't correlate that to what you're talking about the olympics cuz i don't even know what the solution would be to that well not like here's here's the solution to both problems don't over gentrify uh, like don't like make things nicer than they are because after after like gordon leaves essentially he's like the smiling shining face with all the cameras and everything like everybody's interested in it while that's all going on but after he leaves it's not interesting anymore how does that correlate to the olympics because you can't really the olympics it's the same thing it's the same thing. Everybody's eyes are on the city for one year, for literally just one year. <laughs> and then, like, ev- like the city itself tries to, like, they police everything. They, like, take the the businesses and, like, give them extra funding so that they can, like, be really nice and nicer than they were. And then after the Olymp- Olympics goes, all that funding's gone, all of the policing and everything that was is gone, and everything, like, kind of goes into chaos. Well, how do you not over-gentrify the Olympics? Because the Olympics are what they are. That's the problem. I'm kind of, like, at this point in my life, like, the, the, like, the Olympic Games shouldn't be held in major cities. Or... Should they just be in held in cities that are already at that scale? Or at 
Athens, like Athens, like it, like it was where it was held originally. All oh, right, like, that makes sense. Yeah, but and like that was the whole like that's the whole appeal of Athens in the first place is because it's the original. Like that's it. It makes all the sense in the world to just hold it in Athens, but for some reason we do this thing where it's like going to every major city in the world. Yeah, why do time. that? I don't know. It's kind of stupid because it's it's actually like making like really nice cities like Beijing become like completely just chaos. Like, I know they did the Tokyo ones and that was fine, but I guess Tokyo is kind of pretty developed, so they could handle it. I guess. Yeah, I mean, um, Tokyo actually has like a lot of really cool, like, I don't understand how they work, honestly. Because they like they don't allow any guns like <laughs> and stuff like that, like and they like are all like the the citizens are like diligently like cleaning up their own society and everything. Like everybody works so so that the society works. Right. Yeah. Like, they they know that they don't need guns because you know all Asians are ninjas and they just use throwing stars and knives. So yeah, exactly. Oh my <laughs> we'll god. <just> <laughs> <laughs> we'll just go there, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Joking, like, that's people, the thing. I'm joking. Like, <laughs> that's the thing. Like, I think that I would love to go there someday and just kind of like try to understand their culture a little more. I feel like I like I would have for such to, a like, long time. That's been my dream trip. I, I'd have to like learn some respect though first before I go. Like, I, I feel like I would do some things that would disrespect a lot of people before I like. I want to make sure I don't do that. It's really not that. It's really not that hard to learn the few things that you need to do to be respectful there, because they're actually pretty used to tourists in that area. So it's like you just need to learn your basic courtesies and a few words. So you just need like a greeting and like learn how to like say your name, pretty much. Yeah, because I feel like it's actually rude to like just talk to people like and try to just socialize with people you don't know well, over like, there. Yeah, my like, sister, my sister went over there. Uh, her and her husband, and they were telling me like, yeah, everyone there was really nice and re- uh, really easy to talk to them because most of them know English and like they only knew a few oh, okay. words in Japanese. So then they were able to say that, and then the people felt respected because they were at least trying. And then like, as long as you make sure that when you're saying thank you or you're saying goodbye to somebody, you bow to them like in. Then you're pretty much good. Those are like the main courtesies. Don't be a stupid American. Be entitled and shit. <laughs> right. Well, that's awesome. Like that's exactly kind of why I want to experience that type of culture too. Because it's like, yeah, we do live in a lot of entitlement. I want to see a culture where it's like not based around, like it's more, it's more based around like humanity and society more than just the self. Just the South. Yeah, like, you know, like, we, we kind of live in America. We kind of all live in, an, in in a selfish way sometimes. Oh, like, South. I, I think South. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just misheard what you said. That was all. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, we do. But yeah, that's, we do that's, live in a selfish way. That's for sure. I think that's that's what I would like to see is the difference in that. Like, I went to Sweden, and they're actually, like, they're like us, but more selfish is weird. Like, like I'm not trying to, like, pick on Swedish people, but they, like, don't like to be just talked to in the street. Like, maybe it's a European thing, but, like, I, I was, like, perceived as rude as just for being friendly and stuff, and I was, like, I didn't understand it. You're supposed and, to talk to them at um, Fika time, that's why. Yeah, well, like... <laughs> 
like there was there was definitely friendly people there but like i was definitely perceived as like some strange like tourist <laughs> that was like you would get that if you went friendly. to new york though if you try to talk to somebody on the street in new york right exactly that's it, like sweden felt like a like new york but just everywhere oh, interesting that's what i would that's how i would describe it as like that's that's exactly how i would describe it as i, I don't know how big sweden is but how much did you it's explore, about but... the size of minnesota it's like about the size of minnesota i went from about the middle of it to the very top and back okay cool so, so a good chunk of it then yeah I actually went between uh, Finland and uh, Sweden too on a cruise ship. It was pretty cool. Well, that's neat. I, 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 I hate cruises, but that's pretty neat still. Yeah, I, I didn't really care for it that much either. But it was like really cool to see all this like stuff, like just out there. You know, like I could yeah. see the shore, and it was like everywhere I looked, it was like you could see like parts of finland and then it would just turn into sweden and you could tell where like the architectural changes were and everything just from like looking on the coast yeah i mean that would be cool i just don't like boats so. yeah boats are scary as heck honestly i didn't like it very much i just don't see any point being on the water and then the engine breaks and you're just stranded on the fucking water and it's like well <laughs> could i not be stranded <laughs> somewhere that's actually fun <laughs> yeah that would be terrible yeah i'd probably just drown myself or get eaten by sharks would be cool Everybody just like busts out really, really, really long oars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're just everyone, like, everyone jumps off and grabs onto a side of the ship and kicks her legs. Yeah. <laughs> We're leg gonna do boats. This. Oh, that's that's one of those funny things. Is like I don't know, like if people really know this either, but like there is no cruise ship out there in today's existence that has enough lifeboats to <laughs> to save all of the people on board. We have never been able to figure that out. Yeah, you just like gotta the, save, the plan... you just gotta save the, the important people, you know, like me. The pl- the plan is to like, yeah, save all the important people and then all of the people who like are like not <laughs> as important, like will just like be in the water and hopefully get rescued by helicopters. But that's probably not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Dude, don't they have don't they have the inflatable life rafts? They do have that, but like there, there. It's like there isn't enough. Like, Why can't they have enough of those? They collapse. They're inflatable, right? So, like, I don't know. Like, I like I've actually like looked into a few of uh, the cruise ships and stuff. Like the capacity to like even all of like including all of those and the lifeboats and everything. Like there isn't enough to like fill the capacity of all of the crew, all of the <laughs> all of the people who are on board and like. uh the the people who like are like could be like moved on to it basically like there's never gonna be enough to cover all of that because the size of the ship is like so big and everything but there's so many things in it that like because there's like i don't know if you know this about cruise ships there's actual like shopping malls in some of them <laughs> because yeah, on on, like on, on the water you could fit like 400 inflatable life rafts like they combust down and they're like really tiny you can you can fit 400 of them but that wouldn't be enough to cover like the thousands How many of people, people are, like thousands it, on a cruise ship yeah yeah what the fuck <laughs> yeah 
dude i like nobody like really knows like all this stuff like when i actually found out like how insane cruise ships are i was like i don't know why anybody's doing this it sounds like a death trap three thousand passengers and then what you can fit two people per life raft you only need 1500 you life could, you... I think you could fit that I don't know, man. Like, like when, like when I looked at the stock inventory of some of these things, like they didn't have that to cover all those people. And even then, how would you get them out, like to everybody? This seems like a scam. I think they're lying to us here. <laughs> <laughs> they want us to die. That's, the, that's what it is. That is what it is. Like I don't know. Like they're just like I don't know. Maybe it's changed over the years, but like I read this like five years ago, so. Maybe I'm just, like, talking out of my ass, but... <laughs> I don't know. I didn't... I don't know. It just seems weird to me. We can cut that whole part if we want to. <laughs> Why? Because, like, I actually don't know a whole lot about that. Oh, no, no, like, no, no. I was just gonna... Things don't get cut in this I podcast. Just... Okay. No, things do get cut, but not that. We'll leave that in here. That's fine. I thought that was interesting uh, discourse. Yeah, right. Well, see. yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know, like, I, 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 like, write about it, and that's basically, like, I, like, I found out, like, that's the way it works, and I was just kind of curious about it, like, I had looked into it, and then I found out that basically you can't really, like, ever really actually save everyone in the event the ship sinks, like, I, there's, there's YouTube videos on it and stuff where people have, like, conspiracy, so if you want to go into a conspiracy theory, I guess that's one that I buy into, is that you'd never actually be able to save all the people on a ship. Well, see, I don't think this is a conspiracy, because if I was in charge, I wouldn't want to save everybody, you know? I would do extensive, I'd do extensive background checks, and I would deliberately not save some people. (laughs) (laughs) well that like yeah exactly especially if there's any children on board just they don't need life raft well let them swim (laughs) the contingent the contingency plan has always been women and children first and everything that's a bad plan if you ask me yeah we send women 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 are really good at taking care of like issues and stuff so we'll send them back to the mainland but everybody else can just die you know what people have described being in the ocean is like in the middle of like the absolute middle of the ocean is like when you're when you just like hit the water. I've never heard it. Apparently is it apparently is so cold that it feels like knives are just like stabbing into you everywhere. Yeah, man, I should go swimming in the ocean. That sounds like fun. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's apparently like the coldest thing ever. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, even on the like top of it, that seems weird because it seems like it'd be really hot because you're in the ex- like the most exposed sun. It would it would make sense, but I guess like I don't That's know, if you think about the if you think about the volume of the water, the overall temperature would be related to the overall volume, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, I suppose that makes sense. But and water is like, e- e- I mean, the temperature kind of its own thing with water so yeah i suppose something about i mean water. i imagine it's like, the easiest way to cool something down too maybe it maybe uh when i heard that it was the middle of the night like is when that, it's like that would make a lot of sense actually but but also i know so maybe I we know gotta... that water is the the fastest easiest way to cool something down even from the hottest so... temperatures if you submerge it in water it'll be cold instantly 
so maybe what we should do is like go to the middle of the ocean in the middle of the night and just jump in and see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, and then I'm thinking we should see who can hold their breath the longest. <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah, forever. <laughs> it's not gonna be me. Yeah, yeah, I'll win that competition. David Blaine thinks he's good at something. Think again. <laughs> I'll win. Yeah. I'll win this fight forever. He's got these breathing techniques to hold your breath. I got a breathing technique called die. He'll <laughs> <laughs> never breathe again. Isn't that really who holds the record for holding their breath? The first person who died? Yeah, pretty much. Because yeah, so. they still hold me. Exactly. What was that? That other one with the... You don't stop clapping. The time between claps just gets slower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just longer intervals between clapping. <laughs> right, yeah. That's what I... That's what... It's a wacky way to think about it. Well, it's true, though. If you really, really actually think about it... So uh, going back to what we were talking about uh, that people probably forgot at this point, what uh, made you think about the Olympics? What made you research that random thing about the Olympics? Or have you always been like be, looking at it? To be honest with you, I was taking my GED test and my essay had to be on the Olympics and I didn't know anything about it, so I had to research it a little bit. Oh, nice. So you're telling me that doing schoolwork taught you something is that what you're saying <laughs> yeah yeah so i like i like I, once i found out about it i was like actually pretty interested in it and like i read about stuff before but i didn't really care too much and then after i had started to read more about it i was like wow like all these really like cool cities like all this culture that i could have seen got like some of it got destroyed by people who just went to go see like olympic games and just be jerks like basically and just trash a city <laughs> um, that's wild and i was like bummed out about it well oh, yeah. lucky for you there's a lot of culture everywhere so you can still go experience other stuff well yeah yeah absolutely and like I don't know if you know like what happened in Paris and stuff, but like some I think of that a lot of things is, have happened in Paris, so you might have to be more specific than that. Recently, like maybe like three years ago, four years ago, I think like when those bombings like, Trump, I'm not, I, Yeah, I'm not trying yeah, to like, get okay. political, yeah. but um I'm just saying like when Trump came became president and everything, like all of that stuff, like they had like a revolution. They tried to have a revolution anyways, and it like like they were like destroying everything and some of that culture that like everybody like has like looked at for like forever as like some of the greatest culture of mankind is just like gone now like i think one of the chapels got burned and like there's like a couple of other things that got destroyed yeah that kind of sucks yeah I don't know if I was ever really interested in that, but sucks for who we were. Yeah. My sister went to go see it all before it happened. So that like she has pictures of it and it's like kind of crazy because she like has pictures of like what it looked like before, she, like when she was there. And then like she com she has like a side by side comparison of what it looks like now. And it's all just like burned and destroyed. Yeah, that is how stuff like that usually happens, though, isn't it? <laughs> 
we have that here in our very own country. So, well, it kind of puts in perspective to me, anyways. Like, you should appreciate the culture you have while you have it. Yeah, that's and, true. And because it'll change, it'll actually change <laughs> over time. Yeah, that's just natural progression for sure. Yeah. Uh, I want to visit the fucking, what is it? I don't know what specific location it is, but like the rolling hills of Italy. I'll post a picture if you haven't seen this. Where all the ponies are and stuff? Uh, I don't know about ponies, but I definitely know about yeah, there's what like the landscapes uh, look like. Yeah, like the out in those hills and stuff, there's like all these wild horses. Like just crazy, like the whole landscape is just like beautiful, and there's like we have that here. We have that here, uh, right along the Appalachian Trail. If you follow it, you go through the Grayson Highlands. Bunch of ponies right there, wild ponies. Yeah, I guess Italian horses though are like the shit though. There's the there's what I'm talking about that image. There's some trails that go through there, and you can walk through. It's pretty fucking wild. Describe what you're uh, looking at there. Oh shit! One sec. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I clicked something. I clicked something and then it hit me into something else. Okay, here we go. Whoa! So it's like a. What is that? Uh, it's like I can't. I used to know the name of those things. Like it's not a mesa, is it? I don't know. I just know it as the Rolling Hills of Italy. <laughs> so, to describe. Like a mesa, what I think a mesa is, it's like a a, a landmass that has like with the tectonic plates kind of shifted up out of the ground, and like they're very very rounded the, hills. Yeah, and like basically they they just are covered in grass and they're so well maintained are, too. It seems like it would be a headache yeah. to fucking maintain that. It's kind of cool because they're like kind of look like mountains but they're not and then they're rounded on the top so they're like a hill but then they're like they have like deep crevices so you can also walk through them I don't know kind of interesting yeah it's like valleys more than a mesa I suppose like, because uh, like but our, top, our, the, first, the first picture the first picture you, you showed like you had there I thought that was the one that you were telling me but then I see the second one then I'm like that's definitely what you're talking about yeah, yeah that's what I'm talking about yeah <laughs> That first one was the tree stump. Oh, okay. That one first one. That's a that's the prehistoric tree stump. That's, that's what they say. But I mean, really, it's it's a, this is like a famous place to rock climb at. People will rock climb up that. They've been on the top and shit. And there's like rings up there, and that's why they say it's like a, uh, what do they call it? Uh, petrified uh, stump, basically. It would it like that probably actually is a stump. Like over time, it would probably feel like a rock. And, and yeah, but then you like can see rock. like these trees right here that you can see in the picture with it are like normal sized trees, like fairly large trees. So look right. at the size of that compared to that, like those ones are definitely like trees that are like adapted to our environment, but like trees like that, like if, if it were, if it, if like, if I'm just like not being silly, but if that actually is a tree that, would have been like 
pretty common because like what i've seen in pictures and stuff like have you seen like what like the old redwoods and stuff like that yeah like yeah like those trees like are still from that time like there's still some of them are still alive from like prehistory and everything yeah yeah but like even on that scale if you can imagine that being a tree how if you had a bunch of those that'd be the most insane fucking forest ever Mm-hmm. You'd have to be massive to navigate through it. Here, I'll post this. This is like the biggest, the largest known trees in the world are right here. And those are currently, you know, still standing. Like, even that's pretty See, fucking that, absurd. That's what I think trees, like, like actual prehistoric trees look like. That That big mountain thing, like, that looks more like a... To me, anyways, like maybe at some point it was a tree. Like that's, maybe well, that was like the saying. biggest that's tree what in the world. Saying. Like, yeah. Then the world tree died. <laughs> yeah, no, but that tree is absurd. It's just gigantic. Uh, I'm trying to search prehistoric tree right now, but it's really hard to find like the. An example, because I know there's a whole video that somebody put together of these old forests, quote unquote, um, and they like had an artist basically draw a whole forest with trees like this, and then they uh, computer like uh, uh, CGI'd it into a, a nor like a forest now, with along with the old trees, and it was just insane. It was a crazy comparison. There's a whole YouTube video you can watch. It's called "Forests." Yeah, forests aren't real. It's just really hard to watch it. It's really hard to watch it because it's really kind of poorly made, and it's in a different language, and but it's dubbed over, so like, <laughs> it, it kind of sucks. That's really interesting. I don't know. Like, um, so yeah. Kind of hold on, hold on. I'll show you a petrified tree stump. That's what they say. This is a different one. It's in Arizona. Sick. Like I don't know. That's insane. Like so. That's basically, from what I understand, that's what amber is, is like tree sap. Oh, yeah. That's like, in, yeah. That just gets like solidified into and pressurized over time into like a gem. Oh, gotcha. Hmm. Okay. Now I'm just showing you pictures of trees at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, this, is like uh, a, but the, this is like an illustration the, of what they think. Like, oh, it's kind of small. You might have to zoom in if you can. That's like an illustration of like how big trees used to be and what they used to look like. Like the, it, it would be like a platform on the top. So it's not like what we know now where trees have a lot of branches skewing off of them. It would be like it, it's like a solid tree stump all the way up and then it branches off and it's like a, a like a platform on top of like the top of the tree is like a platform. The lumber industry cut them all down. Yeah, that well, that's <laughs> it. Kind of says something like that. It's like in in the thing. It's like this whole hit piece on the on like wood crafting and lumber industry and stuff. And it's like, well, if we do, if we keep doing this, we're gonna we're gonna end this forest just like the other one. And it's like, well, <laughs> why did I why did I actually know that was gonna go there? Oh, like, because I, I mean, it's I, the I, obvious. It's the obvious pathway for that. So. It really actually is the lumber industry. If you act now and pay us five ninety nine a month, yeah. <laughs> we can stop we can stop forest fires. Okay, so now uh along with our merch we're gonna have a donate button for stopping. <laughs> 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 
I don't know. So, but we were on the tangent of that, but it kind of came from the rolling hills and stuff. And like after you've shown me that, I'm I'm kind of like I really actually would like to go there as well now. Seems, seems like the oh, yeah, yeah seems like the place to go. Like that that seems relaxing as hell. Um, have you ever seen what Switzerland looks like? Uh, yep. It's like yeah, yeah they the Swiss the Swiss the Swiss Alps with a fucking they have cabins that they sell on the side of the mountains. Shit's crazy or not sell uh rent. Have you looked at those before? Yeah, um, I would love to do that actually. I would, I would love to do that. It's like been a dream of mine for a really long time. Yeah, I would love to do that too. I watched a couple of videos of some people going out there, like they're train hoppers actually, and they were on they they train hopped the whole way there. But yeah. So would you go in the winter or the summer? Oh, I don't know. I don't have an answer for that. I would go in the summer because I longboard and like apparently longboarding there is like insane. Oh like, really? <laughs> yeah, it's apparently like some of the best you'll ever do, and like it, there's like apparently like most professional longboarders live in the Swiss Alps. Shit, that's pretty cool. Oh, you could probably get some good snowboarding there though too, right now. Yeah, exactly. Snowboarding, skiing, whatever you want, really. Like snowmobiling, snowmobiling, I think. I think I might be thinking of the wrong place when I was talking about that cabin. I think I might have been thinking about Austria. Austria makes sense. That'd be beautiful too. Like, I that's I feel like there's yeah. mountains there. Is I'll show this image to a YouTuber that I watched stayed in a thing similar to this. Oh, it sent a weird link, but it should still work. It should, just, it should still open it up. Yeah, I'm opening it. So he train hopped the whole way there, and then him and his buddies rented this thing, and it costed them, like, I think he converted it to American money, and it was, like, 150 for, like, oh, fucking week or something like that. <laughs> Whoa. They're like, it's, it's literally a cabin directly on the side of a cliff, and then you can just see the mountains in the background, and there's, like, just crazy landscapes. And that's in Austria. But then he went to this. Yeah, he went through the Swiss Alps to get there. So, train hopping. Would you ever Very train nice. hop? Yeah, actually, I did a little bit of that in Sweden already. It's some of the funnest things I've ever done in my life. Like, oh, yeah? I got to see. I got to see all, most of Sweden because I did that. Like, if I would have just went the opposite direction one day too, I would have had a lot more fun. I feel like because apparently it's south. In Sweden is where it's at. I was going north all the time, oh, gotcha. but but north 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 has all like the culture and heritage and like Stockholm and stuff like that. I should have, but it, it, like if I wanted a party, I should have went more towards like Gothenburg. Gotcha. And you want to do a little bit of both of that, you know? It's vacation. Come on. Yeah, I could have went to Gothenburg and then jumped on a ferry and went to England if I wanted to. <laughs> Like, you jumped on a ferry and then just train hopped all the way over to England if I wanted to, because I would have just jumped on another ferry. Yeah. Like, that would have that would have been the shit. But like, you, I would love when, that. When I say train hopping, I'm talking about, like, you just catching a train you're not supposed to and riding it to another oh. train station. And then, that's well, what I, know, I, really funny. I, I don't know if I should even say this, but I'm just going to say it. Like, one night, one night, me and a friend of mine, we were just, like, goofing around. I think we were, like, maybe 17 and 
So this is a long time ago, like really, really long time. Ago. I don't even remember the actual time. It was this time of year, though, and um, we were like, "Well, we should just like train hop and just get out of here because like our parents suck and everything." <laughs> yeah. We just like we just like ran to the railroad tracks and waited for one to be going slow enough to jump on. And uh, w- when we did that. The whole thing just came to like a screeching halt, and then like the car that we were in had like a red flashing light. Oh really? Oh shit! You guys were getting caught. <laughs> and then like we we like immediately got the hell out of there and just ran. And then after we ran, of course we came back and looked, and there was like like I don't know maybe like five or six police officers like examining the car and everything. Oh and my god! Like, oh, I was like, dude, like. Even if we would have made it somewhere on this one, imagine if that would have happened to us eventually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you guys chose the wrong fucking car to get on. Or the right one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You want to look at it? <laughs> <laughs> because, like, dude, the criminal in me says that you chose did. the wrong one, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the criminal in me also told me I chose the wrong one at that time but then as I went on I was like dude I'm so glad I didn't do that <laughs> <laughs> alright man well uh, do you have another topic to talk about or should we start wrapping this so, up I was kind of like there's a uh... In my opinion, uh, today's society has like a lot of like, like the we have the ability to like look insight into like who we are as people, and then now that that's happening, I'm kind of seeing like every generation has like its own kind of like defined way of acting, and like, what do you think about generation gaps and like differences and things like that? Like, do you think that like, as like we get more acquainted with social media and stuff, do you feel like, like those, those types of things will like kind of go away? Do you think that they'll just reinforce themselves and become stronger? Like, what do you think? I mean, what do you mean by that? Like differences in opinions and things that we do versus generation gaps? So I feel like, so for instance, like, like my parents and most people's parents and uh, everybody's parents kind of like seem to act like a certain way. They are all kind of like raised a certain way. They kind of like, I feel like society in, in a generation kind of like we all, they all develop like their, way, their ways and habits. And then yeah, as okay, social media is, I know as, as social media has come around and stuff though I feel like it's kind of changing I feel like everybody's starting to act like I feel like I've seen like old people act like young people young people act like old people <laughs> so I think that it is the same as it always has been and I don't think it right. will ever change what I think is is uh is happening is that now everyone's connected to the internet so you just see more people but like old people acting the same as like the younger people it's always been a thing i think just now you're actually witnessing that happening whereas before you didn't have access to see that happening you were just in your own little bubble (laughs) that's that's exactly it too like that's exactly how i feel i feel like it like we're really kind of waking up a little bit to like 
like being able to see it like how weird it is to actually see what people think and stuff and i feel like people are kind of like turning off like i'm gonna post all my opinions and feelings on social media like th- like that's not happening as much anymore i'm kind of happy to see it because yeah. as time goes on as time goes on it makes me think that like we're all kind of like reinforcing in like who we are and like doubling down and not becoming like this weird fake thing where it's like like i've seen this on the internet so i'm gonna become that thing <laughs> like i feel yeah, like yeah. like I, f- I feel like the quarantine has also kind of helped in that and like helping us like define who we are because like we've all had to just sit and just like introspectively look for a little bit it's also made some of us more crazy and it's made the internet even yeah, the worst place. Sure. So, because that's the one access that's, to that's the outside true. world that we did have. So, yeah, I mean, like that's the true chaos of it all, isn't it? Like, there isn't really ever not going to be chaos in anything. But at the same time, it's really cool to watch like society kind of like go from being like insane to just like kind of like coherently insane to like absolutely batshit insane to like back to being insane to just to just like now i don't even know like i like i I saw this this morning like wccl posted like some kid doing a skateboarding thing and it just made me like realize i was just like like since they have nothing to like like to talk about that's the only reason why they're posting this like yeah yeah that's not bad and i'm and i'm happy i'm happy about that like i'm happy i'm genuinely happy for once that all i have to watch is like a kid doing an ollie down the skateboard (laughs) i choose choose to watch that anyways on my own so yeah yeah me too man like it was like a four-year-old or something like that that's why they were doing the story yeah so he like fell like six times, and that kid got up every time. I was like, "Dang, that kid's a strong little guy." Oh yeah, man. <laughs> oh yeah. But but yeah, and like that's another thing too. Like I wanted to like maybe like touch on a little bit. Like, how do you feel about like parents? Like like as you watch your friends become parents, do you feel like they're good parents or are they bad parents? To be honest, I don't know. I've always been friends with people who already had kids when I met them, so uh, I'm only now starting to see some people that I used to know having kids. So. And I oh, have nice. I have no opinion on it. Um, <laughs> I only have a answer that's not an actual serious answer that I would normally give people. So I'll give you that one. Uh, I think that if you're having a kid, you're automatically an irresponsible parent. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm I'm kid free, my guy. Like we're good. <laughs> but anyways, though, in reality, I don't know. Um, I think that uh, it's it's the same as it's always been. There's some good parents and there's some good there's some bad parents, and that's just uh, it's the way of the life. It's the way of the world. Oh man, I like where I'm at with the whole thing is like I feel like well, there's so many more resources for parents today. Like, so like you could either be the parent that like hands them the the thing and just like you go crazy with your PlayStation or whatever, and like that'll raise you. <laughs> Yeah, or yeah. like, you, or you have the other parents who are like genuinely and like I love this. They genuinely take them to the park every day and like like teach them. Like I've never seen it in my life, but like just like all of my friends seem to be like really good parents. They're like actively there in their in their kids' lives, and I feel like I feel like that gives me a lot of hope. Yeah, I hear people complain a lot. Um, 
about the whole technology becoming a parent thing, which uh, which I agree with a little bit. Um, they'll say like you know they just parents are just giving their kids tablets and then that's what they're having raise them, um, which I I don't think that that's all your kids should be doing is staring at a tablet all the time. You shouldn't use that as a babysitter, but that's no better than like other parents like when i was growing up or like when my parents were growing up it was always like if you don't want to do with your kids go outside go throw them outside and then have them play outside but you're still not technically like raising them or taking care of them you're just kicking them outside so you're using outside as it's just it it's it's not like the same outcome but it's it's equally as bad in my opinion different outcomes right but they're both what if, what if so like what if all of the subject matter on the tablet or whatever was educational what would you feel about that It would be somewhat better but still it's going to fuck the kid up if that's all you're doing all the time is having them in front of that screen because they do need whether you're learning or not you need that connection with your parents to actually grow up healthy so I see yeah I mean like I agree with that and I like I feel like it's really cool to like have that to be like like an escape for parents sometimes but like at the same time they should be conscious of how often they're using it as like a way to like you know just get some alone time yeah but at the same time it's a mix of stuff i think that like have them have some time on the screen you know that does teach you some stuff playing games and and being on a tablet being on a phone it does teach you some stuff but also have time where they're outside maybe go outside with them though but like outside time's really good. You can teach your kid a lot of things about that. But then also they just need some like quality time with their parents more so than well, another with them. thing. Another thing is it's healthy for the person to go out and like 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 whether they like it or not, spending time with like your your the the child you created is gonna be good for you anyways. Like you just have to fucking do it, you know? Yeah, I mean honestly people don't <laughs> even realize it'll probably make them just as happy as it makes the kid. So Exactly, and if it, it's all a matter of how you're pouring yourself into it, you know. But right, and that's why I say you shouldn't have a kid; it's irresponsible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like that's exactly why I'm at where I'm at. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, man, I have uh, I have some stuff to get to today, so I'm thinking well, we're gonna wrap this up. But I think that was a good place to end it. Yeah, man, I I love everything about this one. This is a great. I love this vibe so much. Like, I keep I feeling more and more confident as time goes on. Oh yeah, man. No, <laughs> I this feel one, like this one's probably going to be better just because I feel like the recording is uh actually happening properly, so I won't have to edit out like ten, fifteen minutes of the fucking podcast. So it's kind of nice. <laughs> Sick. Well, like, yeah. Uh, like I remember my first like little introduction. Like I was like I said hi and I like I feel like I'm gonna listen to like this like intro that I did too, like where I said hi to you too, and I'm like gonna be like, Man, why can I not do a proper greeting? Yeah, that's <laughs> but, that, that's all good though. But at the same time I'm just like it's it's a matter of like this like I was nervous to do this too, and I like gotta say thank you for letting me do this with you because that's like been so great for my confidence, man. I I feel better and better every day. Like oh, yeah, ever man, since I started that, doing the, ever, that, it does that for you. Ever since the first one, <laughs> ever since the first one, I've just been like, "Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna punch, punch the air." <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Uh, hey, thanks a lot for coming on, and uh, I'm sure that we'll have you on again. You're the first returning guest, so I might as well make it a fucking theme. And, uh, yeah. Thanks everybody for listening.